Good morning, everyone. This is Judith A. Hope you're listening to Mad Love. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Tuesday. Again, we are just cruising right on through March. Soon it will be April. It's Holy Week. You know, um, if you listen to yesterday's podcast, <clears throat> excuse me, I have some very strong feelings about how we can personalize and not so much uh, take in the religious aspects of Holy Week, but just the importance of being able to uh, rise from whatever circumstances you may be going through. You know, everybody's going through something. I know a number of people who are getting divorced right now who had to shelter in place last year with people they were planning on divorcing. Uh, I know uh, people who are not being treated well uh, at their jobs. I know people who are learning that, hey, it's not a meritocracy. You can do all the hard and good work you want, but you'll never be recognized. (laughs) Um, So there's always something that's going on in people's lives. And it may not look like a crucifixion, but the message is still the same. You know, you are being persecuted and you have to learn to rise and transcend that. And, uh, you know, that's tough. It's easier said than done. So if you're committed to do the work, I'm here for you. I'm here to help you. Um, and, uh, I just feel like that's partly what this podcast is about to make you look at things in a different way. Um, so I do still believe very strongly that this is an important week in our lives and we're on the cusp of our spiritual new year. So be prepared for that, you know, whatever that means for you. Um, I had a conversation, I had a couple interesting conversations yesterday. One of my friends was overwhelmed and upset, you know, just, I think mostly tired. We discuss her time management issues all the time, but you know, I think she's one of those people that's she's very similar to me in that sometimes we think on the surface that we, you know, desire to be happy. But then our actions prove that we don't really fully believe that all the time because we take on way too much. And we and I used to do this. I don't do this anymore. We we take on other people's problems. We try to solve everybody else's problems and invest hours down the rabbit hole trying to be all things to all people. Um, and that comes from something, but wherever it comes from, I put it, put it back there because I can't live like that anymore. And I'm trying to get her to be that way too. And it's okay to, to be, uh, excited about your life and your future. And you don't have to prove anything to anybody. You know, she's trying to fix up this house. And it's like, you don't have to do that. You, you, you've been at it for a long time. Take the L and move on. We're getting old, <laughs> too old for that, you know, and in some areas of our lives, it just feels like we're in some sort of endurance challenge and like we have to finish something and some things aren't designed to be completed by us. And you just have to know when it's your time to move on. And that's true for relationships, for jobs, for cities, you know, they're people are moving all over now because they had to shelter in place last year and like dude I hate this house I hate the the city if I had to be trapped in my house and in a city all day it can't be this one you know what I mean people who have not been financially hit during COVID are making moves they really are so it's okay to to not be happy and not feel like you you know you're not a good person because you failed at something you thought you could complete you know, you got to take the L sometimes and just move on. And uh, 
you know, the other conversation I had was a rejection, but it was actually the nicest and most complimentary rejection I've ever had in my life. It was really incredible, um, which just goes to show it's not always the message, it's the messenger. It's how you deliver things that makes all the difference. It still stings, but it's just like, oh, okay, that's, I mean, it's hard to be mad at all those compliments. <laughs> but, you know, life is fascinating. You just got to keep down this road and see what's happening and, and enjoy the journey. That's the thing. You got to enjoy the journey, and it's hard. It really is. You know, I'm still thinking about that Tina documentary. And how Ike was basically a terrorist. I mean, he terrorized her. And she's 80 years old and you can still see it in her reticence to talk about it. Um, He's dead. And you still just feel like she just didn't want to talk about it. She just didn't want to keep talking about it. But sometimes your story isn't for you. Sometimes your story and you sharing it is to inspire and to help other people. And I think that's ultimately what her story did um and also every drag queen and Beyonce owes her a debt of gratitude because when you watch her old footage I mean you you really can't see Beyonce's uh Beyonce was influenced by her by quite a bit um and then also drag queens because um Tina has some gestures and movements and I watch uh, Drag Race and it's like okay there's a lot of Tina to be found here so I mean she she's made a huge impression in the world and and her pain is a big part of that and I'm sorry for that but like I said sometimes your pain is not for you sometimes your story is not about you it's about uh, helping other people and impacting other people and yeah, in that sense, I mean, she's a, a true hero, for real, because she escaped some harrowing torture and then had to perform through all of it. That, And I was reading an article yesterday where somebody said, well, why did, wouldn't somebody help her? Why didn't somebody help her? They saw her face bruised, and why didn't they help her? And what are you, I mean, what are you going to do? He's your boss. Uh he is the boss. She's sticking around for it. I think people might have wanted to help her if she had decided that it was time to go, you know, sooner. But I mean, that's not really fair. Uh, people watch abuse all the time. But if if the abuser doesn't want out, what do you do? I mean, if the abused doesn't want out, what do you do? You know, the abuser doesn't want out. And some of these men are just cowards. I mean, he was just cowardly and insecure and most men who mistreat women or don't or have these terrible relationships with women or weird with certain types of women they're just insecure it's really what it boils down to and then to hear him in an interview years later try to recant why he you know why she told the story he was trying to act like she was just unhappy and I guess she was beating herself up in the face. I mean, just be accountable, man. You know, she's gone on. We know the truth. Just tell the truth. I don't know. We live in fascinating times, but like I said yesterday, if you have a chance to watch it, it's a good documentary. Um, one of my friends recommended something called The White Tiger, which really made an impression on me because... It's about the caste system in India. 
And, you know, I say that a lot here in this country. We think things are race and race based. And a lot of times it's class based. And sometimes that goes hand in hand and sometimes it it doesn't. Sometimes people are being mistreated because um, they're poor. They also happen to be black and poor, but they're poor is the main thing. And I think there's just this constant uh, focus on race here that throws everybody off the scent. Stop Asian hate. I got an email from Postmates. Time Stop Asian hate. I don't want your emails, Postmates, about Asian hate. You know, if you really want to be a bold, make a bold move, talk about the gun lobby. Postmates. See, that's what I can't stand these emails about. Now you care about Asians before it was black people because it was Black History Month. I mean, I'm pretty sure people think these are are good ideas, (laughs) but I don't want that. Just do something that matters and then you don't have to send out emails. You know what I mean? I was so frustrated last year because it was like the NBA, we're going to wear, we're going to be in the bubble and we're going to wear messages on our uniforms and we're going to put messages on the floors. That's great. But the NBA, you know what you could do and maybe you're doing it and I don't know about it, but you could actually flood money into the neighborhoods where you know this kind of violence happens on a regular basis and shore up schools, shore up um, communities. You could get job. You could create jobs. You could do so much because you have so much. NFL, same thing. I don't want to hear the messages. Do something. Just do something. And if I'm unaware of it, fine, I apologize. But, you know, I I don't see the point in putting people's names and messages on uniforms when you could actually go and transform the communities where these things happened. You know what I mean? All the talk about Ferguson, nobody has come in and transformed Ferguson. And for the record, part of it is not... um, Part of it is a, a very lovely place to live. They still have a farmer's market. It's a it's interesting. They only showed the part that was um, the low income area because some of that had has been section aided. And so it's like the quality of living is different. But there are some very old, very expensive houses in Ferguson also. And uh, the narrative is that Ferguson is just a super poor and all black and that's not true none of that's true so anyway i'm ferguson adjacent i got my driver's license in ferguson many many years ago many many years ago um but anyway but that's my point like nobody comes in and does anything they just talk about it and they get the ratings and they get the responses and then they move on because it's marketing for them and I, that's the part I'm having issues with. Put your money where your mouth is, for real. If you really want to transform these communities and make a difference, then do something about it. Stop just talking and sending emails and putting messages on uniforms. and st- I mean, those are just gestures. You know, it's just gestures. And most of them are empty. And that's just the way I feel about it. And if I'm wrong, I'm good with that. Prove me wrong. But stop emailing me for real. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> it just annoys me. But anyway, White Tiger, it, the White Tiger was, I'm not even sure why she knows about this, but I watched it and it was really interesting. It was a very clever film. Um, 
it makes you not want to move to India, that's for sure. It is going to do nothing for the tourism board. Um, Because even like Slumdog Millionaire had those fun songs and stuff in it, even though it was really hard to watch. Uh, Painfully poor. And this is this doesn't do the singing or they don't make it Bollywood at all. It's very grim. Um, the poverty and how they, it is true. It's, you know, there's all these caste systems and what kind of family you're, you are, but the reality is it's, you're either rich or poor and the main character is poor and the, the, just the regular abuse he suffers, you know, just trying to work. It was, it was fascinating. And he came up with a solution. It, uh, you know, I'm glad I watched it. it. It it left an impact on me. And I do believe a lot of, you know, the world's problems. Historically, you go back and it's, it's rich versus poor. Who has something and who does not? And that is an age-old problem. And the thing with America is we try to, you know, we're, when you look at com- uh, countries like India and what was the other movie I watched? It's a lot like Parasite too, which was an Asian film. I can't remember what part of Asia they were in. Um, But yeah, everybody's the same race, but there's still a lot of hostility about uh, your income and poverty and who's poor and who's rich and the, the hatred that the poor people have for the rich people. And so when you come to America, where everyone isn't homogenized, when everyone is of a different ethnic group, religion, whatever, um, somehow we stop talking about rich versus poor and just inject race or sexuality or something else in there. So we never really get down to the fact that there are a lot of really wealthy people and a lot of really not wealthy people here because race you throw the race card in there and it always works and some of it is racism there is racism here but a lot of it is classism I believe I've I've believed that for a long time um because it's a certain type of person that gets pulled over and shot by the police you never really hear a lot of attorneys and stockbrokers and (laughs) you know Black people who are of means getting thrown out of cars and shot and killed. And rappers don't count. Rappers don't count. They come from the communities that I'm talking about. A lot of low income. Uh, Their friends can be drug dealers or they are still dealing drugs and doing, you know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about. Um, I'm watching, well, I forgot to get back to the end of it, but the, the hip hop show on Hulu is fascinating and they really chronicle the marriage between drug dealers and hip-hop artists and how basically before you you could get a record deal especially back in the day you I mean your neighborhood drug dealer was supporting the recording artists um and sometimes that went well and sometimes it didn't but you can see the violence escalating the music the more drug dealers and gang members started to get involved right because Biggie and Tupac turned into a, a, a gang thing. And it didn't start off that way. So it's fascinating. So The White Tiger, I recommend it. Um, yeah, it's 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 fascinating. It's, it reminds you of Parasite in a lot of ways. But completely different plot. Um, I would check it out. So 
I'm recommending Tina, if you haven't watched it on HBO, HBO Max, and uh, The White Tiger on Netflix. Very good film and very well done. Very well done. So, again, it's Holy Week. Find ways to uh, transcend your situation. (laughs) And also, if, if things are going great for you, that's fantastic. Let's just continue a theme, you know, and uh, be ready because Sunday is coming, you know. All right, fans, I hope everything is copacetic in your life and we will meet back here tomorrow. Uh, I think that's it. All right. Be your best. Thank you.